Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, even as you are speaking through us, even through the worship this morning. We know, God, that you are in the house, that you are here with us. You said where two or more are gathered, you are here. So, God, today we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your presence. And, God, today we give you all the praise and the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. amen. Well, this morning, just as I was praying, uh, it, was, it was an unusual morning because with Julie, the way she is with her leg, uh, normally she gets up before me. And uh, this morning when uh, we had Zara over with us, and so Zara's woken up at uh, 20 past five this morning, and, and she's saying, is it, is it daytime? I said, no. I said, you know when it's daytime because Mr. Sun is not up. Mr. Moon is, is still in the sky. And so she kept on waking up. Well, she didn't really go back to sleep at all, but she, every five minutes she said, is it daytime yet? Tell me when it's daytime. And it's like, well, you'll know when it's daytime. So I think it was about six o'clock and we said, okay, you know, I was waiting for Julie to get up because you, she knows that I'm a sleepyhead. And Zyra knows that. It's like, you know, we always go downstairs and then we come up and then we wake Papa up. But, but this morning it was like, okay, it's Papa's turn to get up take Zara down. I said, I said, we're going we're gonna to go downstairs and we're going to leave Nana in bed. And it's like, she looked at me like, what? <laughs> You're going to come down with me? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I got some hotcakes downstairs. I said, okay, I saved some from the cousins. Yeah, we, had the, we had the three boys over um, on Friday night. And so, uh, and she said, they didn't eat them all? I said, no, I saved you one. <gasps> Thank you, Papa. So I was the hero, and it's like, because I saved her a hot cake. So we went downstairs and uh, made a hot cake and everything like that. And so it was a different morning. So, so while she was down there playing, all of a sudden, God just started to download uh, some specific things for me this morning. And I believe that uh, they are the situations right now that, that some of you guys are in. There's, there's five different areas, but the first one... Uh, is a situation, I feel like the Lord spoke to me about a situation where, where your auntie, whether it's medical, financial, or emotional, but there's a situation that this auntie is going through at the moment. So she's dealing with something at the moment. Whether, whether you know or not, I don't know, but, but I just felt like someone's auntie right now is going through a situation. Can, who, who is that? Is there someone here that, that knows about that? Or Okay, not too... Okay, Jeremy, you've got, you got two aunties going through stuff. Okay, all right, you can stand. If there's anyone else, I just want you to stand, uh, even, even right now. Okay, yeah, just, just stand up. Uh, we want to make sure that we deal with this. I believe that as God reveals these things, that he's starting to show to us that, that he's already in control. That some things are already working now on behalf of these aunties. And so as they stand in the gap for these ones, let's pray for them. Father, right now, we thank you that we reach out our faith towards these ones now. And Lord, the aunties now who are going through the situation, Father, I pray that you would come into the midst of that situation right now. And Lord, that you would bring that place of breakthrough, that you bring whatever is needed for that to come to pass. Father, today, we thank you that you are in control, that you are in charge right now. Lord, give them peace, give them wisdom, give them understanding, give them revelation, whatever is needed, Father, today. So Lord, we thank you for the situation is now going to be all... Uh, in your hands now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. You're going to be seated. The second thing that the Lord spoke to me about was disappointment. Now, disappointment. Now, whether, whether something or someone's disappointed you, uh, you've even said 
that if you love me, you, would have, you wouldn't have said that or you wouldn't have done that. You've actually said that. So, or something along those lines. There's also been some disappointments where you felt like God hasn't come through on some of his promises. Now, you've got to understand that delay doesn't mean that it's not from God. It just means that God is still working on your behalf. So is anyone like that, that just, you just feel like you're being disappointed? I just want you to quickly stand up uh, right now, and we're going to pray for you in Jesus' name. Okay, you can, come on, it's like the pool of Bethesda. Come on, first one in gets, gets the, the blessing. You snooze, you lose, all right? Okay, so everyone, okay, so we're all right. We're, everyone else is fine. They're not disappointed. That's great. All right, just uh, pray for those ones who are standing up right now. Father, again, we thank you for this word of knowledge about disappointment. And Lord, we speak now to these ones. And we thank you, Father, that you're bringing around about these things. Father, where there's been hurts, where there's been disappointments, Father, we thank you that you are, you, your Holy Spirit comforts us and takes us through this time. Lord, that your hand of blessing and favor is upon us. So God, today, we thank you that you're dealing with these, these situations right now. And Lord, that you're bringing around about that that perfect uh, 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 perfect place father where they're coming into that understanding and revelation father that you are with them and lord even if those things are not yet as they as though they already are god you're going to increase their faith to see them right now that you have these things for them that even if they do tarry lord they are ready for them in jesus name everyone said amen now, dissatisfaction was another one that I got this morning. We're dissatisfied. And I, what I felt like is that we're dissatisfied for where we are spiritually. It's like you know, you know that there's, there's so much more. You know that there's, there's more to what God has got, got for you or that, that you're already uh, at the ground you might have already taken there. You know that there's even more than that. I want you just to stand this morning. Yeah, you know, and it's okay to be dissatisfied. Because when we're dissatisfied, it means that we're pushing through. It means it's like, God, uh, thanks for where I am, but I know that there's more. I know that there's more. And, I, and, and like I said, this is, a, this is a, a spiritual dissatisfaction. We want more of God. So those ones, I want you to stand right now, this dis dissatisfaction. Father, I thank you today. Lord, right now, where we are dissatisfied, it's a good place to be because, Lord, we are crying out for more. Lord, we want more of you. Father, we don't want to just be settled for this. We thank you for this, but we know there is more. We're pushing in. Father, today, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory for this now, Father, because we want to be, we want to be not just because we want to be satisfied, because we know, Father, there is so much more. Lord, we are sensing so much more. We know, God, there is so much more. So, Lord, today, we thank you for the, the increase right now upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. This other one that I got was, it's similar to this because some of us were on the verge of breakthroughs and we are, we are getting a little bit tired, a little bit weary. Even some of us, you know, we're needing the battle plan or a, or a battle strategy. And I felt like uh, even for uh, Forever House, this is where we are even this morning as I was, I was sensing that we are right on a verge of breakthrough. As, for, as Forever House is, a point where we're coming to that place of breakthrough. But sometimes we get so weary and, and, and it's just like sometimes the enemy just throws everything at us just before the breakthrough. You know, those little foxes come in just before the breakthrough. What do they do? They take our, our eyes off the prize. They start to get us to, to look at different little things, little tiny things. That's why he says the little foxes. They're not great, big, gigantic 
like foxes. They're not like the giants in the land where we, well, we know where they are, but they're little tiny things that just seem to come in and they, they just take your, take your focus off of God. I want us to stand right now. If that's you, it's like, yep, that's me. We're on the verge of breakthrough. Come on. You, 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 you know that it's not far, and sometimes we are tired, but we need to be refreshed. So, so if that's you, I just want you to stand. I don't want to take too much time. Thank you, Father, right now. You know that's, that's you. Lord, right now, we pray for these ones as they stand, Father. That, Lord, that you give them strength right now, Father. Lord, that they are so close to this breakthrough on the verge of the breakthroughs. Father, today, that they want to go higher and deeper into what you've got. So, God, today, we thank you for a refreshing upon them. Lord, bring a wind of refreshing, not just in the natural, but also in the spiritual realm right now to refresh them, Father. Lord, release the strategies, oh God, today. Release your, your divine wisdom and revelation upon them. Bring it forward today and let them grab a hold of it so that they can break through to that level that they are wanting to go to in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Someone here is going through a very delicate situation uh, and you need the wisdom of God on how to deal with this. And if it's not done right, it's going to blow up in your face. If it's done right, it's going to be incredible. Now, I didn't get any more than, than that. I'm not too sure what it is, but this young girl certainly knows what it is. Okay, amen. Amen. There's a number of you right now. It's a delicate situation. It can be the biggest thing or it can just blow up in your face. So you, so you need the wisdom of God. You need the revelation. You need God in this situation right now. So, Father, as these ones are standing right now, we thank you, God, that what you reveal, you heal. So, Lord, today, Lord, that this situation now, even though it's delicate, Lord, you are leading them and you are guiding them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are sensing things inside, that you're bringing them about to that place, Father, where they are led by the Spirit of God, not by by sight, not by how, how great it might be, how good it is, but it's because you want it for them. So God, today, we thank you, Lord, for that witness in the Spirit. We thank you for that sensitivity in the Spirit, oh God, today. Release to them again the strategies and the, and, and, and the revelation on how to do this and what to do, Father, today. Lord, it is going to be, nothing is going to blow up in their face. It is going to be the greatest. It's going to be amazing, and they're going to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just before we go into the, the, the message this morning, uh, Chloe, I just heard a, a word for the Lord uh, for you this morning. And just as you were singing this morning, it was incredible, the, the picture that the Lord gave me. As, as you were singing, it was like the words and the melody that you were bringing forward was unlocking things. It was just, it was like, it, it was like you were singing keys. <laughs> no, I know you sing in key. <laughs> I don't know much about music, but I do know certain things. But, but I, what I saw coming out of your mouth was just keys, keys. And, and, and I said, Lord, what are these keys? And he showed me there was keys to people's health. There was keys to wisdom and revelation. There was keys to understanding. There was keys to bring God's wisdom in the situation. There were keys to health and healing. And there were so many different keys that were, were starting to be brought forward. And so God says, daughter, the things I'm signed to give you, even revelation, you, you, you're on that verge of, of another level that God is taking you into. And I feel like it's not just upon you, but it's upon the worship team here in Forever House. And, and so God says, 
Daughter, even now, I'm bringing forward those words. It's like they're, they're even going to be like prophetic words. They're going to be keys that people have been waiting and re- ready for. And it's almost like it, it's going to be unlocked before them. And they thought, well, I didn't know it was going to happen this way. And that's what it's going to be like. And God is saying, even upon you, Chloe, you know, God's going to do some things that's going to be out of season. And, and you're going to be waiting and waiting. And God says, it's already open. You just got to walk through it. And you say, well, well last time it was... It doesn't matter, God's saying, it doesn't matter how I did it last time, I am doing a new thing right now. And God says, I'm doing a new thing on you, I'm doing a new thing in you, and I'm doing a new thing through you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Well, this morning I want to speak a little about uh, handling life's little irritations. Life's little irritations, okay. And they're they're not sitting next, well, they could be sitting next to you, but... It's not, that's, that's, that's not for me to say, okay? <laughs> but um, just as I was putting this message together during the week, the Lord just sort of was showing to me just a few of these little things. And listen, sometimes your, your, your best messages come out of what you've already gone through, what, what you've already uh, experienced. It was, it's, it's like those life experiences. You can't, you can't tell someone how to break through until you've actually broken through. Come on, there's, there's certain things that, that you can learn with wisdom and knowledge and read and whatever, but there are so, so much more that you learn by life's experiences as well. And so, uh, so that's why I felt like the, these little life uh, experiences, these little life irritations for each one of us, we're all going to go through them. Come on, none of us are exempt. We can't just go through and, and, uh, and just go through this, this life and not be touched by anything and come out the other end because God wants us to go through the fires. Come on. He wants us to go through, through certain things because when, when you have a look at all this, I mean, the, the, the disappointments, the, the temptations, uh, people wanting to see you dead, you might, you might know about that. But sometimes it's like some things aren't really out in the open. But there are some people that, that may not want to see you alive. I mean, I'm not talking about, so certainly we're talking about the, the, the spiritual realm, you know, and it could even be in the natural as well. I mean, we, who knows? But we're being laughed at and ridiculed, thinking you're not good enough. Who are you anyway? We're beaten, thrown in the jail. And we're going to see some of these guys uh, in the Bible and what they had to do and how they had to deal with that. Some people that hate you. These little life irritations. And like I said, sometimes you'll know about them and other times you've got no idea. Like sometimes we've got no idea and people come up to us and it's like, you know, remember 10 years ago you did this and it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I still haven't forgiven you, but I'm forgiving you today. And it's like, wow, you've been carrying that for 10 years. And it's like, finally, you're, you're asking forgiveness. There's something, you know, something small, something little. You didn't say hello to them this morning on, the, on your way, you know, and I know, I know you saw me. Yeah, I was waving. I know you looked straight at me. And sometimes we just get so disappointed. We just get so our nose out of joint because, because sometimes we, we think they, they should be treating me like this or they should... They should acknowledge me as this. Sometimes you will get no acknowledgments whatsoever. But as long as you're doing your job as unto God, it doesn't really matter. Because I tell you what, unless you learn the situation, learn the story, (laughs) learn what you're going through, you're going to continue to go through that. 
There, there will always be tests. Always tests. But we're going further on. If you pass it, great. Otherwise, you get to reset it again. We don't want to reset. So whether you call these things criticisms or disappointments, hurts, offenses, they're really all called tests. And every one of us go through them. You pass the test, you move on. You don't pass, you sit the test again. And we go around the mountain again. Like the children of Israel, round and round and round and round. They didn't learn the test. And I tell you, that none of them come into what God had planned for them. This is, he's, he said, this is what I've got for you. But because of their actions, they never got in. How sad is that? That sometimes our thinking and, and the way we do things stop us from coming into what God has got for us. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Sometimes we're blaming the enemy. We're blaming, yeah, the devil did this and the devil made me do that and the devil made me look at this and he, and he tricked me here. God is saying, listen, you're stronger than that. You're bigger than that. You, you, come on, you, you got me in you. Holy Spirit in you, the power, dunamis. Come on, you've got authority over the enemy. Don't allow him to do those things. Don't try and blame everybody else. Well, it was so-and-so's fault, you know, way back then. Listen, we've had people, even when I was first starting off um, preaching, and, and I was teaching Dr. Bill Hammond's manual for the first or second time, and I was down in Melbourne. I remember this one time, and there was probably about 20 or 30 uh, uh, people that had come to learn, and one of the pastors who had opened up his church for us to come and minister uh, and have, have it hosted in that place, he was up there on the, in the back row. He's actually laying down in the back row. And I thought, oh, well, okay, whatever. Uh, anyway, and, and I said something, and he jumped to his feet, and he says, that is not right. That is wrong. That's wrong doctrine. And, and I, I was a bit taken back because I'm, I'm reading out of Bill Hammond's you know, manual. I'm thinking, Bishop can be wrong. <laughs> and, and, and it's like I had no comeback because, again, here I am, just a brand new uh, 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 well, I've been born again for maybe three or four years, but but as a as a as a as launching the ministry, as stepping out into the prophetic, see see the enemy will always try at the beginning of something to stop you from stepping out into what God's got for you. And even if you do step out there, he'll try and hold you back. He'll try and 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 hem you in and say, "Well, if I can't stop you, this is as far as you're going to go." And so all of a sudden, it's like. I, I, my train of thought just went, and I'm thinking, if he thinks this is wrong, what if I, what if I say something else, and he agrees with that as well? It's like, what am I? I'm going to look stupid. I'm going to be the laughing stop. I'm supposed to be teaching these guys something, and so I just, I just said, let's let's have morning tea. <laughs> let's have a break. <laughs> and so while everyone else was having coffee and tea and biscuits and whatever, I was out. I was ringing up my. My, uh, I was ringing up um, Chris, you know, who was who was our oversight or who was our boss at that time, Chris Gabbard, and I rang him up and I said, I said, listen, this has just happened, and and he said, wow, what 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 were you what were you speaking about? And I talked talked to him about what I was just sharing, and, and and I said, is is that right? And he says, yeah, that's right. And I says, well, that means the pastor's wrong. He says, yeah. I'm going, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I guess. But then I, then I thought, well, okay, um, it's not for me to come back to the class and say, excuse me, Pastor so-and-so, uh, you were dead wrong, <laughs> and don't interrupt again. 
Sometimes you just got to suck things up. Sometimes you just got to take that, that lowly road, as it were. Sometimes you got to take a few knocks and it's like, you know, okay, finish that side, here's the other side. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do that. Because I knew that there are some things, there's some battles you just can't win. There's some fights you can't win. In actual fact, me, me stepping back a bit, I was actually the victor in that situation. Because that did not stop me. The enemy tried all he could to stop me at that point. But then I understood that this is right, what I was teaching. But listen, it also pushed me further in to go and study more about that particular area so that it wasn't just talking about teaching out of the, the workbook, but now it was going to be experiential. Now it was going to be, now I know about this. And no one can tell me the opposite. Now I can have a little discussion about this. But sometimes, sometimes even discussions you know, at the wrong time can be devast devastating. So there are some things, like I said, as soon as you step out into something and you, and you come against this, this, this uh, opposition, what are you going to do? Are you going to fall back? Are you going to say, well, uh, maybe this is not the right way? Or I could have said, well, listen, I'm not meant to teach. I'm not meant to preach. I'm not meant to do this. I'll just go back and I'll just, I'll just go back to children's church. Come on. And, and just do what I'm doing there because we're really good at that. But it's going back into the old. It's going back into the past. And God says, I don't want you to do that. That was for a season. And see, sometimes that's what we do because that was really comfortable for us there. But when we're stepping out, it's uncomfortable. We're going to new territory. We're going to new ground. We're fighting new things. All of a sudden, we find out people don't like us. And it's like, what? And, and it's like, this is, this is not good. I'm going to go back to where everyone liked me. I'm going to go back to where everything was comfortable. I'm going to go back to where, where I knew how to do everything. And everything, it was like there were no surprises. Come on, some people are like that. I'm like that. <laughs> but praise God, he's given me a wife to bring the other side out. <laughs> the, ex, the, the pushing out, it's like, come on, you can do better. You can do more. You, can, you know, that, that was good, but boy, you know, there's so much more that you could have said. So, so here we see here that sometimes it's not at the end before you break through. Sometimes it's very at the very beginning before you even start to step out the enemy will try. So what are we going to do about it? Let's have a look at some of these guys in the Bible. David. We look at David. David wasn't even considered by his dad when the prophet Samuel come. Can you imagine? All the brothers are all there. D D David, it's like, yeah, dad, I've got to be with me, brothers. I want you to look after all the, the sheep and, and you know, the flocks and all that sort of stuff down, down the paddock. But isn't Samuel coming today? Yes. Well, come on. This is, this is some of life's lessons. What, what happens? He wasn't even considered. Can you imagine what David would have been thinking? But sometimes you just got to brush it off because God is already in control. God is already doing things. You've got to keep the right heart and the right attitude. I tell you, that is, that is something that Julie and I have learned 
so often keep the right heart, keep the right attitude. Because God says, I haven't finished in the situation. I haven't finished there yet. David, David wasn't finished with then. His father didn't even consider him. But I tell you what, God had already considered him. It didn't matter how many brothers he had. None of them were going to get the anointing. None of them were going to be anointed by Samuel. And as Samuel went down, looked at the best, the biggest, the most handsome guys, like surely this is God's anointed. And God says, no, it's not him. And he went right down. And he comes to the point where he asked Jesse, you got any more brothers? You got any more sons here? Because there's none of these are the ones. He says, well, I, yeah, we got little David down here. But boy, I mean, we, we never even thought about him. Isn't it amazing what people look at and what God looks at? God doesn't look at ability. Thank God he didn't look at ability when he chose me. Thank God he didn't look at a good orator when he chose me. Thank God he didn't. Come on. Some of us, we've got we to shake ourselves to the point where it's like, God, you can use me. If you can use these guys, you can use me. Sometimes we look at David fully finished fully gone through all the testings in life, and we look at him and think, God, he's amazing. But you've got to understand, he wasn't just a king. He was a prophet. He was a songwriter. We know that he wrote most of the, the Psalms. He was a warrior, a master strategist, and, and we stopped there. But you know what? He was also an adulterer. He was also a murderer. Can you imagine wanting to sleep with your best friend's wife. Come on. Your best buddy's wife. We've got to understand that, that we're not perfect. Don't look at someone and think, oh, you know, I want to be like them. I'm like, that's fine. But listen, there's a, there's a lot of things they've had to go through to get to where they are. None of us are perfect. We're all a work in progress. We're all going through things. And so we've got to understand, sometimes we look at somebody and say, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Yes, you can. If that's what God wants you to be, and that's where He's called you to go, then you'll be able to do that. Only God has something, a, a path for you. But don't think, I could never do that. Because God will help you. It says, above all about David, that he was a man after God's own heart. See, what's, what's the secret? It's having a heart after God's heart. Having a heart after Him. It's not about being perfect. It's not, listen, there are so many things we see here about David. He made, he made a few mistakes, but I tell you what, he got back up. He asked God forgiveness. Now, I, I don't know whether he ever went on any further, but at least he got back to that place where he was in right standing with God. Joseph was another one. We have a look at Joseph. Here he is. He was hated, laughed at, ridiculed by his stepbrothers. Most of them wanted to kill him. But God intervened and set him on his path towards a position that he had destined for him. What was that position? <laughs> Being sold as a slave? Going to Egypt? Going into to, uh, the Pharaoh's city? Eventually, Potiphar picks him up, buys him as a slave, puts him in, in charge of his whole estate. He didn't do that straight away. But little by little, Potiphar could see 
the blessing of God on him. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what anyone has done against you or, or, or where you are at this point of time. Look at where I am. Joseph could have said that. Look at where I am. I had, I had a great house. I came, my brothers really didn't like me, but my dad loved me. My dad gave me a coat of many colors. It was incredible. It was sought after. I stood out. I, I was loved in that place. But now look at me. Look at where I am. He could have blamed his brothers on this. But everything he did, it says that God blessed his hands. All of a sudden, Potiphar could see what a blessing he was and how, how well he did his job. And all of a sudden it says that Potiphar gave him charge over everything in his household. He said the only thing that he had to concern himself was, what am I going to eat tonight? That was it. What am I going to eat? What am I going to have for dinner, for breakfast, for lunch, dinner? What, what am I going to have to eat? What, what food am I going to have? That's all it says that the Bible said that he had to worry about because Joseph, was looking after everything else and everything was being blessed everything was going so smoothly until everyone say until <laughs> we've all got it until come on we can all look back and say everything was going so good until that happened Julie and I everything was going fantastic we're loving children's church we're all fantastic going great until we get a prophetic word That said, this is what I want you to do. Sometimes the until is, is not a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. But you don't really pick it up as a good thing then. Sometimes you look back and say, everything was going good until I got that word. That, that word. But that, wasn't that from God? Yes. Yeah, it was going really good until God's come in and gave me that word. God loves to come in and just muck up your little... All your ducks. He loves to come up and muck up your ducks. Get you all your ducks out of line. And you thought you've had them all in line. We, we know one of these young boys, like in America, he's got this OCD thing, and it's like he has everything. And we took Ben over there to play with him once, and Ben's getting all these things. Ben, what are you doing? It's like I'm just taking No, it's got to be in line. You're getting everything out of alignment. You gotta get God wants to come in and muck us up sometimes to get us to where we trust Him. See, we weren't really trusting it. Well, I was. I come to the point where it's like, this is so easy, I could do it myself. I love children's church. Just love dressing up. Love mucking around. Love having fun. Dressing up as characters. Sure. We were watching Mrs. Doubtfire the other night. And we told, we, we told the kids, we had the boys over, and we said, uh, you know, Papa used to dress up like Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, not used to, once. <laughs> <laughs> For a fancy dress. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Why? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> so, we, so, so we love dressing up in character, you know, for the skits that we had. And, uh, and so we could just do it ourselves. But all, all of a sudden, then God comes in and brings a prophetic word that, that started to shift our thought pattern. See, that's what the prophetic words do. That's what God wants to bring in. He starts shifting your thought pattern. 
So start thinking for bigger. Start looking for something different. It's not means that you're bored with this. If, if you've learned the lesson, if that's the season, then God will get you uncomfortable. And that, He loves doing that. He loves making you uncomfortable. You, you, you spend all the time getting comfortable. You get all these lovely feathers and you put it in that nest and it's like, oh, this is nice. And he's out there. He's pulling all the feathers out. And I'm sure I had some more feathers in here. It's starting to get a bit prickly. Yes, because God is making it prickly. He's saying, this is a season now. I don't want you to trust in this. I don't want you to be here. It's time to move on. And so we understand that, that, Pharaoh, that Potiphar's wife then lusted after Joseph. The Bible says that that he was very good looking. It says he was well built and handsome. I mean, who wouldn't fall for him? But Potiphar then brings this criticism or brings this lie against him. Here he is doing his just doing what God's called him to do. Minding his own business. All of a sudden now this accusation comes. And people believe everyone else or believe her rather than you. <laughs> Listen, even though this has happened in, in the Bible, it's, it happens in real life. You could be just doing your own business, out there doing, minding your own business. All of a sudden, an accusation comes or something, criticism comes or something comes and it mucks everything up. And all of a sudden, you find yourself trying to defend and everyone else is believing somebody else. What do you do about it? Joseph kept the right heart, kept the right attitude. And so he gets thrown into jail. And we see here from that on that, that he interprets, you know, two of these guys' dreams in, the, in the, the jail. And then he knows that they're going to be released. And he says to them, all I want you to do is for you to remember me to Pharaoh. That's all I want you to do. Don't, don't try and get me out of here. Don't try. Just, just remember me. <laughs> Two years go by. <laughs> what do they do? They forget him. Well, one of them loses their life, but the other one forgets about him. All of a sudden, he hears that Pharaoh has a dream that he wants to interpret. Then he remembers, oh, 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 there's a guy in, in jail. He gave me this amazing interpretation of my dream. Maybe he can interpret yours. So Pharaoh says, bring him out. And of course, Joseph interprets his dream. Tells him about the, the seven lean years and the seven uh, uh, um, you know, good years. And so then, again, what happens that God is still upon his life because he's done nothing. Come on. And so then Pharaoh sees that he is doing so well and being blessed and, and, and prosperity is just pouring out of it. So he, he then puts him in charge of everything. He says, okay, if there's going to be seven good years and then seven lean years, what are we going to do in the good years? And he says, this is what you're going to do. See, God will give you the strategy. He gave, he gave Joseph the strategy. This is what you're going to have to do here. And I tell you what, he was brilliant, brilliant at what he did. And then just by coincidence, his brothers come up to Egypt to want to buy some, some grain because they're going through this seven years of of drought now but it wasn't a coincidence at all god had this divinely planned all along and i tell you what it says that joseph recognized his brothers but his brothers didn't recognize him 
And Joseph, I tell you, he could have thought, thank you, Jesus. I've been waiting years to get back at these brothers of mine, these, these so-called brothers. It's like, I can't wait. Thank you. You brought them into my web. <laughs> he didn't say that at all. He didn't have that in his heart. But he said, listen, guys, you didn't do this to me. God did this. He was saying, listen, your plans aren't that good. <laughs> Don't give yourself too much a pat on the back there. He says, he says, you didn't do this. God sent me here for you. Come on. So that I could keep you alive. See, God is in charge of your life if you allow him. If you don't get out of step, if you don't think your plans are better than God's, if you will just go with the way God has you to go, I mean, you start to see the dreams that, that God gave to Joseph. And, and sometimes we think, well, this is how it's going to be. It's going to all going to sit down and you're going to stand up and worship me. And it, it, it will come even a different way. The interpretation may be different. But we got to work it out with God. We've got we to gotta walk it out. I'm not trying to work it out. We've got to walk it out with God. And sometimes the way we go isn't the way we thought we would go. The things we go through isn't the way we thought we would go through that. We, we didn't think that's the way. Joseph is a prime example of that. It's incredible. Everything that he said, God blessed him. God gave him so much out of nothing. What was ripped away from him, God gave him way more. It's interesting, even in uh, Genesis 41, I better give you a scripture, just make sure that Pastor Brad say, well, what scripture did you learn on Sunday? Genesis 41, verses 51 and 52, it says that Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. His firstborn was called Manasseh, which means... God has made me forget all the toil of my father's house. In other words, God causes you to forget the pain and the heartache of the past. The Manasseh. See, you've you got to have your Manasseh first. His second son, he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. You can't have your Ephraim before your Manasseh. You've got to forget the past. You've got to forget the pain, the heartache. And as I've shared this before, there were times that we were going through things and the Lord spoke to me and He said, He says, I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. But there will be times up ahead where you will look back and you will not have the pain and the heartache of what you're going through right now. You'll be too busy giving me all the praise for what I'm doing in your life. Come on. Your Manasseh is there for a reason. There's a time to forget the past. There's a time to close the door to the past. But then you have your Ephraim. Then you have this blessing. It means doubly fruitful. It's amazing. It says, in the land of your affliction. He caused me to be doubly fruitful in the land of my affliction. Sometimes we want to get out of our land of, of affliction. Oh God, how long is this going to be? Well, you're not done yet. I want to bless you right where you're at. See, that's what happened to Isaac. The drought's going on, and God says to him, I want you to sow right now. 
And so he was heading off to Egypt. He's like, this is, this is a good place. They got really great fertile soil. He, God says, no, no, you're not. No, you're not running away. You're going to plant right here, right now, right in the middle of the drought, right where there is no rain, right where the soil is like, you know, you sow it like the seeds will just go down in these massive big cracks. You're going to sow here. And then you're going to reap a hundredfold of whatever you, you've sowed. See, God wants you to be obedient to Him. Sometimes we think, yep, you want me to, to be successful. I've got to leave this place and be successful. No, God says, I want you to be successful in the place where you think you're, not, you're being overlooked. Where you're being criticized, maybe. Where, where you're being afflicted all the time. Where you think, well, this is not a good place. And God says, this is exactly the right place I've got for you. We're looking at something else. We're looking at the, the, the greener grass on the other side of the fence. We're looking at these things. And God says, no, listen, your marriage can be the best. Don't think, well, <laughs> if I had someone else. God says, I'll get you doubly fruitful, doubly blessed in your marriage. We look at Gideon. Gideon was the least by his own admission. It wasn't by anyone else who was saying, you're the least, Gideon. He said, when the angel arrived there, here he is in, hiding in this, this threshing place. He always just gets getting a, a few little bits of, of wheat or whatever it was at that point of time. You know, after the enemies come in, he just left a little bit. We just got a little bit left, and I'm hiding here. I don't want the enemy to know we're, we're, we're taking, uh, you know, our, our harvest. <laughs> the little bit that they've left for us. Gideon says, I'm the least. My family's the least. No one's, no one's heard of us doesn't matter whether we live or die. Listen, it doesn't matter what man says or even what you think. God says, you matter to me. God says, I know where you are. I know where you're at. I know what you're doing. I've got greater things for you. This is not all it's going to be. I've got so much more. If you would just listen to who you are, listen to what I've got in you and for you. If you would just break off that old mindset, whether it was instilled with him, with his family or his mom, his dad, he said, don't, yeah, hey, listen, Gideon, don't try and think of anything else. This is who you are. You're not going to break out of that. This is what you are. This is, we've always been this. Don't, don't think about it. For seven years, the enemy came in. And they had robbed and stolen everything of their harvest. So, so here they are thinking, well, every seven years, this is what happens. You start to get used to something if it happens regularly. And we sometimes can get off track and we can start believing that this is what it is. This is just life. See, that's what the devil is. He's deceitful. He's crafty. Come on. He's a liar. And he'll tell you, this is as good as it gets. You better just go out and glean a bit now because otherwise that's going to be gone. You, all you can think of is just hang on until Jesus comes back again. Just hang in there. <laughs> Don't rock the boat. Don't want anything more. Just survive. That's what Gideon was doing. He was just surviving for seven years. Seven years. 
all of a sudden, God sends an angel and tells him who he was. Just it woke him up. Come on, God is waking us up to tell us who we really are. We are not who the enemy says. We are not even who we think we are. See, you're thinking too small. God says, I got way more than that. Uh, you, are, you, are, you are born for greater than that. You are formed in your mother's womb. I got plans for you that you don't even know about yet. Don't think this is all it is. Don't think this is all you're going to be. Don't think that they even, don't try and dream too big. I love that about Joseph. He was a dreamer. He thought outside the box. So we see here that God tells Gideon who he is. And all of a sudden, something just broke. Something broke. I mean, he still had to have a few tests. Well, if I throw the fleece out this side and it comes out wet, you know, okay. If I throw it out next night and it comes in dry, don't give God too many tests, all right? <laughs> because guess what? You, you're going to have a lot yourself. <laughs> you don't want to antagonize him. <laughs> just, just say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. Okay, that's, that's a simple prayer. Because you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be doing what God's asked you to do anyway. So you, so you might as well just surrender. I look at Mordecai living his life in the shadow of a 23-meter-high gallow that Haman, this guy who didn't like him, built to, to hang him from. Here he is living his life in the shadow of this, this gallows. I mean, it was 23 meters high. It was high. Mordecai, I, I mean, uh, Haman made sure that he had built this high enough to take his attention, to get his attention. doesn't matter wherever you go, you're going to see this. Isn't this just like the devil? doesn't matter what you do for God. You're going to see what I've got for you. You're going to see my plan. You're going to see what I want to see over your life. You're going to see this. You're going to see this. But listen, you can come to a point where you can live your life and not even see the plan of the enemy. You not even see what, what he's got for you. And you can walk by and he's up there saying, I built this, I made this, I thought you would fall into this, and you didn't even see what I had. <laughs> it frustrates him. That's good. I want to frustrate him. I want to do what God has called me to do. And sometimes what happens when we're doing, we're focused on God, we don't see what's going on to our left, to our right, if we are focused on God. And he can take us right through you know, that, that snake pit, and we're not going to get bitten. We can be like Daniel. We can end up in the lion's den. And God can hold back those lions' mouths. It says that he sent an angel. When you have a look at Daniel's life, here he is. It says that he, he did everything ten times better. He was an incredible role model. And, and it says that the king at that time loved, loved Daniel, loved his work ethic, loved what he was doing, loved all, everything about him. And, and, but, you know, there were some people that didn't like Daniel. And they tricked the king into signing something to say, if someone worships any other god than yours, they've got to be killed tricked him into signing it and he signs it and all of a sudden these ones find Daniel 
that he goes back. He, he hears the decree that the king has sent out, that if anyone worships any other god than his god, then they, he, they're going to die. He hears this. What does he do? It says that he goes immediately up into his room, leaves his window open, and he worships his god where all can see. <laughs> He knows what's going to happen. He just heard. But there is no way that he is going to stop worshiping God and worship something else just because it's going to cost him his life. See, that's the excellent spirit that was upon Daniel. And unfortunately, when they told the king, he said, I'm, I can't do anything, Daniel. I'm so sorry. And it says that he threw him into, into the lion's den. And it says that when he went back to his palace, he couldn't eat, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't drink, because all he was thinking about was Daniel. And it says that as soon as it was daylight, he runs down and he yells even before he gets to Daniel's, the lion pit there. He yells out, Daniel, are you okay? And he's listening. Oh, God. I hope I hear something. I hope I hear something. And all of a sudden, Daniel. Oh, king, live forever. <laughs> Your servant is alive. He says, my God has sent an angel to hold all these lions' mouths and nothing has hurt me because I've done nothing wrong. And the king was overjoyed. He was so happy. Raced down there and peered on the inside. He said, bring him up. Get him out of there. He's thinking, hey, this has been, been, it's been good, but he's still down there with the lions. Hungry. Come on. These are hungry lions. And so they bring him up, and it says that they examine him, and they see not even a scratch was on him. Listen, it doesn't matter what the enemy's plans are. He can throw you into the midst of something that in normal times, and if you're a normal person, that would be the end. But you're not a normal person. This is not normal times. God's hand is on you. The favor is on you. God is releasing angels on assignment to take care of His people. And I tell you, you're the apple of His eye. He's not going to let you die. He's going to save you however He wants. Listen, he could, have, he could have supercharged Daniel. He'd gone there and wrung every one of those necks to those lions. He could have done it that way. Whichever way. God can save us, whichever way He wants. And then we see the king. He is so angry at these ones who have tricked him into doing this because he saw that whose God was really God. And he said, whoever has brought these charges, <laughs> grab them. These lions are still hungry. Throw them into the lion's den. Not just those, but all their family the wives and the children. I tell you, there's a generational thing. When you start to curse God's people, I tell you, you don't want to do that. And so it says that when they threw these ones in, it says before they even hit the ground, the lions had grabbed them and broken their bones to pieces. Now you look at that and you look at what happened to Daniel. He's in there overnight he's in there for hours and hours and hours 
and, and, and he must have been so amazed that, God, you would send an angel to hold the mouths of these lions. Or whether the angel just was just standing there with Daniel and the lions going, I don't know how it happened, but I tell you what, I do know that nothing happened to Daniel. As the king brings him out, he said, listen, I'm going to make another decree now. That, God, that Daniel's God is God. That everyone in my kingdom is going to bow down and worship the God of Daniel. Because he is the real God. Come on. Things that you go through, God is going to use. God is going to see and show other people that he is God. How is he going to do it? He's going to use you. He's going to put you in some pretty scary situations that only, only He can bring you out of. God is in control of your life. Come on. The enemy's devil's not in control of your life. Even with poor old Job there. I mean, poor guy. He's, a, he's the most righteous person on the planet Earth. You think that his life would have been so rosy, everything would have been so nice for Job. It says that the enemy, it says like Satan was up there talking, talking to God, just chit-chatting. And God says, hey, have you seen my servant Job? Yeah, I've seen him. You got this hedge of protection around him. He's just, he's just being blessed after blessed after blessed. Look at him and his household and his family, all being blessed. I tell you, you take away that hedge of protection, we'll see if he really does love you and does worship you. I don't know what God was thinking, but he said, sure. But you can't take his life. You can't take his life. See, the enemy cannot take your life. The devil cannot take your life. He can make it difficult. <laughs> and we saw what happened with Job. One day he loses his whole family. I wouldn't, he couldn't even imagine what that would be like. And then all of a sudden, Job has just got this, all these boils all over his, his body. Even his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? Just because you're in such a bad state. Come on. I mean, <laughs> just curse God and just, just die. Just forget about this. But you see that Job, it says that in the Bible that Job never, never accused God of this. He kept his heart right. He kept his attitude right. I mean, he didn't understand what was going on. He had some crazy people speak into his life. But I read in the last chapter of Job where God restores back double, double to him. See, I, I know whether I would have liked the original family. Okay, I'm going to have double later, but I really like this family. I really like the first one I had. But you see, in this context, that God says, keep pushing through. doesn't matter where you are. doesn't matter what the enemy is doing right now. God says, I haven't finished in your life. 
I'm still working things out. I'm still dealing with stuff. You're still dealing with stuff. There's still tests that you're going to go through. Sometimes it's going to be seven times hotter, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It, but it was their fire. They had to go through that in order to get the promotion, in order to go to that next level. They had to go through some things. We're going to have to go through some things. But listen, don't stay there. Don't get disappointed. Don't throw the dummy and say, ah, and, and throw your hands in the air. Come on, you've got to keep pushing through. There's something that is resonating on the inside of you when you understand what God is doing. And I tell you, there are some things where God speaks about in the Bible. He talks about in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know, I know, God knows, God knows the plans that He's got for you. The plans that were there even before you were formed in your mother's womb. Plans to prosper you. Plans to bring about blessing and prosperity. God's got those plans for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. God has got plans. And this may be part of His plan. Romans 5, verses 1 to 5, talks about since uh, we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, though whom, uh, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Remember, you've been, you've been praying, God, I just want to persevere. Well, get ready. <laughs> Suffering. God, what, what is this? Oh, it's part, of your, it's part of your perseverance. Well, I didn't ask for that. Oh, we, it comes with it. <laughs> He's not asking you, do you want fries with that? He says, it comes with it. <laughs> Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. All these things are working for us. They're working for us. Like in Romans 8, 28, it talked about all these things. And we know. If you don't know, you'll soon know. <laughs> if you don't know, you need to find out very quickly that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. All these things are working for our good. All these things, all the things that we're going through, even the most horrific things, even the most painful things. I mean, you know, this, this happening to Julie, you could be minding your own business. You could be slipping, going down a zip line, going down this flying fox, having a, having a ball, and all of a sudden not stop and hit the wall. And, and break your leg and, and end up the way everything has changed. You could be blaming this, blaming that, and I shouldn't, yeah, whatever. But I'll tell you what, all these things, we know through all these things, good is going to come out of this. It doesn't matter what the enemy meant. God can turn things around. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be better for us Come on, because someone's going to be paying <laughs> for what we've had to go through, what Julie's had to go through. Things have had to change. We've had to buy a lot of other things. We're covered, we were coveting people's wheelchairs. Oh, look at that one. We had this crappy old bomby thing. We're on, we're on the ship 
and it was like, it was rickety, and it's like, this thing, it feels like it's going to fold to pieces any minute. And, and, and we're looking, and, and it was like hard to use and hard to close up. And we were, we were looking at this other one. It's like, God, look at that one. Wow. Look at the wheels. On, it, it looks like it just turned so easy. And then we're thinking, what do we do? We're coveting wheelchairs. God. <laughs> Your perspective sometimes changes but you know it's only for a season this is only for a season Julie's going to get well she's going to get stronger and I tell you what her will and her strength is going to be even greater if that could even be any more she is one of the strongest women I know she, she is amazing she does not let anything get her down. She does not allow anything to stop what she's doing. I mean, I, I got to stop her sometimes. She's like, you, you can't do that. And she said, I'm so frustrated. I want to do it. It's like, I know you will, but just now you can't. I think God's teaching her some things, relying on a husband. <laughs> okay, it's not the way that you want it done, but hey, I'll get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone should blow all the leaves off the. Yeah, someone should. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I get the guy that does the law. Maybe we'll get him in a couple of weeks. No! <laughs> I know what she's already thinking. It's like, when you're not here, I'm going to grab that blower and I'm going to go. Because <laughs> I know her, has, her, her will and her strength. Is not has not waned one bit even through this accident it doesn't matter what the enemy comes at you with and and listen don't don't try and work out well are we in the blame what happened oh boy didn't I forgive myself there or didn't I forgive that one oh what, what? it was an accident something's just happened don't spend too much time trying to put the blame I like the scripture that the pastor uh, Jess, James, Jason. I've been away too long. <laughs> Pastor Jason brought this morning about keep your eye on God. First, seek after the kingdom. Then, everything else falls into place. So it's where you keep your eyes. It's where you put your faith. It's where you put your trust. Even though bad things happen, what do, we, what do we do? We don't blame everything. It's like, okay, God, this has happened, but hey, listen, this is, I'm going to get through this the quickest time. I'm going to heal the quickest. I'm going to give you all the glory. It's going to be a miracle. Come on, you've got to be positive in these times. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to fall in with everyone else. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. No, no, no. God is going to get all the glory. God's going to get the glory in your situation. He's going to get the glory because you've gone through it with the right heart, the right attitude. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter if they don't like you. Who cares? God loves you. He's with you all the way. All the way. Isaiah 54, 70, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Like I said, it could be formed, but it's not going to prosper. 
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today. Let's stand. Can we stand right now? Thank you, Lord. I know, I know every one of us are going through stuff because we wouldn't be human if, if otherwise. We're all going through something. But it's how we handle these little irritations. And you might think, well, huh, what I'm going through is not little. That's okay. But don't, don't make it out bigger than God. Because you'll see in hindsight what it was. These are all tests. We're, every one of us are going through tests. And we'll continue to go through the test because God wants us to be pure. He's saying He sits there as a refiner. And He's turning up the heat in some of the things that we're doing and going through. Why? Because he, he wants to bring out the best. There's so much more in us. And that's why I felt like even one of these words of knowledge this morning, was it was about going higher. It's about, about breaking through. It's about sitting on that verge. You know something is about to break. Something you're coming into something. But I tell you what, sometimes it, it happens to be the heat being turned up. Sometimes it'll go, you'll have to go through that fire like Shadrach, Mission, Abednego to get your breakthrough, to get to the next level, to get that, that appointment, whatever it might be. Don't think it's always just going to be so good and everything's just going to fall into place. Listen, if that does, fantastic. But I know more often than not that your breakthrough comes out of trials. Your breakthrough will come out of the hardship. Your breakthrough will come out of other things. Why? So that we can help others who are going through similar things. So we can say, hey, listen, it, it, it's good. You, you can do this. Because listen, when, when we go through that, when I was going through this very same thing, this is what I was thinking. But God said it doesn't matter because there will be a time where all the heartache and the pain of the past, where, where your Manasseh will be, forget it. And God says, I'll give you your Ephraim, but you've got to have your Manasseh. Forget about the heartache. Forget about the past because I'm about to make you doubly fruitful in the land of your affliction. Lord, I pray today that you keep our eyes upon you, that we would see that you are where our help comes from. Lord, that we would keep the right heart and keep the right attitude, Father, during these times of tests, these little irritations, oh God. Lord, today, I break every plan of the enemy right now, that they will not prevail. They will be like Haman's gallows, and God, that you turn it upon him that him and his family were even hung on those. God, that you're reversing the curse. You're reversing things right now. That we're coming in to this time that we will see all what you have spoken over our lives. And even as uh, Julia is picking up for this year, that this is a year where you will see your prophetic words come to pass. Lord, I pray today that if we, if we haven't already seen some things, God, we will see them. That we will not lose hope. That we'll push through. That we'll gain the perseverance through these times of hardship. But God, we will give you all the glory in it. Lord, strengthen each one of us right now. Give us that perseverance. Give us that patience, oh God. 
And Lord, that we will give you all the glory. We'll give you all the glory. Not when we get through it all. We'll give you all the glory now. We'll give you all the praise now. <laughs> Father, today, I thank you, Lord, for your wisdom and strength and revelation upon us. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes, God. He's speaking to us right now. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now. There's some things that we're going through that we needed some questions, so some answers to the questions. There's things that we're thinking, God, what, what about this? What about that? What, give us a strategy. What do I need to do here? I tell you what, this strategy is being released right now. God's releasing strength right now. He's telling those Gideons right now who you really are. He's telling you now. He's saying, don't believe the, the lie of the devil. Don't believe the enemy. This is who you are. You're a champion. You're a champion. You're my champion right now. You're God's champion. Don't believe what the enemy says. You're nothing. You're nobody. Who are you anyway? You know, no one's come from uh, you know, your own family. You don't even think about breaking through. I tell you what, you keep, break, you keep thinking about it. You keep dreaming about it. God has got a breakthrough anointing upon you. He is a God of breakthrough. Come on. And He is in you and He's for you. Who can be against us if God is for us? Hallelujah. Rod, I see the Lord upon you. Man, I tell you what, you're one of those ones right on the verge. God is bringing you into an incredible breakthrough. Huh. There's some things that have been trying to hold you back, trying to, and I see them like just sitting, sitting on your shoulders almost. I just see the Lord just taking a sword, and He just cut those things free from you. And God is saying, son, it's time to rise. It's time to rise. And it's like, it's not that you didn't before, it's not that you couldn't before, but it was like, you just, every time you would get up, it's like these things would just weigh you down. But God is saying, son, this is a new season right now. You've heard your breakthrough. You've got your breakthrough today. Things are going to be different. Situations are going to be different now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're taking, you're taking the stand. You're taking the ground that the enemy had robbed and stolen from you. But God says, I'm awakening the champion. I'm awakening Rod. I'm bringing him to a place where he can't turn back, where he's not going to turn back. Only one way forward, forward, forward. And I just see you continue to break through. You're going forward, and you're going further, and you're going stronger. You're getting bolder. I tell you what, there's... <laughs> Many, many are going to be set free because of what you've had to persevere and what you've had to go through. You are breaking off not just things for yourself, but for the family, but even for others. You're going to help others so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, oh God. Yes, oh God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, oh God. This young girl in the striped um, shirt, yeah, T-shirt. What was your name? Sarah. <laughs> Every family needs a Sarah as well. <laughs> Sarah, you know, I don't know. 
It's a princess. You are a princess. And the, da- the Lord says, daughter, this is going to be a season right now where you have pushed through, that you have persevered, you have gone the extra mile, and, and sometimes you've seen no result. But God says, daughter, it's all starting to catch up. <laughs> it's not that you, you, you stopped because you hadn't seen anything. You just kept on going anyway because you, that's, that's who you are. You've got a right heart. You've got a right attitude, and, and uh, you're such an encourager to others, and others are even looking at you to see what's going to happen. And as you break through and as you come to that place where God has uh, what God has for you, and you keep on giving him the praise and glory and honor, I tell you what, others are going to say, hey, uh, you know, I know that you, you were going through this, but this is what you, what you do. I want to know that God. I want to know your God. And there's going to be many that you're going to lead to the Lord because they've been watching you. And they've been, they've been even some of these ones have been secretly looking. And, and, uh, but I tell you what, they see God all over you. And so the Lord says, daughter, I will give you that, that defining, there's a defining anointing. There's something upon you that sets you apart. And God says, you called. You called into the marketplace. God says, I'm showing you even now the direction that you're going to go. And I see that you're going to make such an impact into this place. And it's like you're going to carve out your own, your own place. It's, it's almost like I see this, there's some jobs that you are being trained for that aren't even released yet. And God says, I'm already preparing the places. And that's why sometimes you haven't seen the end result because God says, you, you, ha- you can't see it yet because it's not even thought about. I, I'm thinking about it. I already know what it is. <laughs> but you'll do it anyway because you want to please your God. Father, I thank you today that your hand of favor and blessing is upon her. Father, we thank you, Lord, for already you got the plan and you got her purpose. And Lord, that she is going to be bold for you. And you're going to speak into people. I see you praying for ones. You prophesy over ones. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. They're just going to start to flow out of you. And sometimes you're just going to share some things. It's like, where'd that come from? But because of you, you've had that encounter with God. You've had that, that experience with God. It comes out of that time. You, wanna, you want to know Him more. And out of that time, He's going to start to release to you and reveal things to you. That as you share with people, it's just going to come out. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes, oh God. Mm. I hear the Lord saying, Jeremy, this is a season now where I'm taking you to a higher level. And you too are one of these ones right on the verge. You're right on the verge. And God is saying, keep going. Keep that momentum. It's like the momentum. Without the momentum, it's going to be hard. It's just going to be bang, bang, bang. But see, with this momentum, you're just going to smash these things and there's a breakthrough God says I'm I'm the God of breakthrough you partner with me and tell you you're going to see incredible things and you're going to give him all the honor and all the glory in and through and God says son you're going to you're such an encourager as well and you're not just encouraging kids you, you encourage 
other guys. There's something upon you that you, you can see the pain, you can see the hurt. You genuinely, genuinely are interested in what they're going through. And God's going to give you insight and wisdom into their situations so you can speak right to the heart. You're not going to pussyfoot around. You're going to speak right to the heart. This is, this is it. This is what you're going to do. And God's going to give you that wisdom and grace to share that the way it is. You're not going to sugarcoat it. You're bang. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, I got Shinada. I hear the Lord saying, daughter, this is your time. This is your season. You are so ready for breakthrough. You are so, I just see you like on this, this uh, launching pad. And, it was, and, and it's like, you, it's like you're all systems ago. And it's like, what is going on? And, and it's just being held back, held back. It, it, you know, and, and it's not, not anything to do with you, but it's like the, the, the timing. There's a timing. And just as NASA have to wait for the right atmosphere, there can't be anything going on in the atmosphere. It has to be like an open heaven for these rockets to shoot forward into the atmosphere with the least amount of resistance. So God says, I've been waiting for you. It's okay. And sometimes you think, God, am I doing the right thing? Am I do You're doing the right thing. He's just got you in that holding position right now. But God says, when that comes, that open heaven, God says, it's, He's just going to shoot you. It's just going to flick a switch. That's all that's needed right now. You, you're, you're ready. You're already ready. And it's just flicking that switch at the right time, at the right season. You'll see that. And I, I feel like it's not far away, that you're on that verge as well. There are a number of people on that verge and Shanada, you're one of those ones. You're right on the verge. I tell you what, it's just going to be a, it's, it's almost, it's, it's something that, that is not going to be huge, but I tell you what, in the whole context of everything, it's going to be massive. It's just like a step, but boy, I tell you what, that step is going to be incredible. It's the st small step from where you, it's not from where you were even at. It's where you are right now into this next level. It's not a huge thing, but I tell you what, you've, you've had to fight tooth and nail to get there. You've had to really sacrifice. You've had to really push off a few things to get to this place. So in the context of everything, it was a huge step. But I tell you, this next step that he got you get, he's getting you to go into is like, it's just a step. So don't think it's going to be all this over again. No, no, no. You already, you've already paid the price. You're already on that place where God says, I'm just flicking the switch and bang, you're there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. There's such an anointing upon you, Shanada. You know, you, there's, there's different anointings that you carry. You're such a friend to people, and, and you, again, you genuinely care. Genuinely, there's a genuineness about you. And, and you concerned about them. And God's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the keys. He's, he's going to give you the strategies to know what to do in a situation. But again, there's, like I said, there's different anointings upon you. You're sharing your faith with different ones. I tell you, it's the anointing. It's, the, it's not even what you say. It's the anointing upon it. People sense that. People see that. People want that. 
the anointing upon upon the, the, the music side of you. Such an anointing that's there. So, Father, we thank you today for Shanada. Lord, we bless her and we thank you, Lord, for what you have around about her, that she is, she is talented, she's gifted, but above all, she's anointed of you, Father. And, Lord, that she has such a heart for you. We ask that you watch over her. Hand of favor and blessing is upon her now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, amen, amen. Father, we bless these ones here right now. We thank you, God, that you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny for every single one. And Lord, I thank you today that you are leading them in that direction. And Father, you're strengthening every one of them. And Father, we know that you are, not one of your words will go back to your void. Everything that you've spoken, every promise, every pledge, everything that you've said will come to pass. Father, we thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen.